0: Welcome back to our podcast, VXI Conversations. What do you know? We're on a new episode, a brand new spanking episode. Jamie Fournier here, your host. Today, with the help of Bea Lopez and Marissa Guevara, we will equip you with additional knowledge to help you with your job search. More specifically, we will help you create a standout resume, one that any recruiter will be wrong to not take notice of, as well as important things you need to know in order for you to ace your next job interview. But before we jump into our productive discussion today with our two guests, we invite you to stay tuned until the end of this episode and watch out for the details of our VXI premium giveaway we're so lucky to have once again bea lopez and marissa guevara with us for today's episode so without further ado let me invite them to join us on the screen hi bea hi marissa
1: hey hi
0: how are you doing marissa we're doing great thank you so much for asking how about you i'm great i'm great i'm so excited to have this discussion with both of you thank you for joining marissa how are you today bea
2: Amazing. Yeah.
0: How are you? So oh, much to yeah. <laughs> learn from both of you, right, Bea and Marissa? Mm-hmm. So, before we start our discussion today, let's share with our viewers and listeners out there talk about yourselves, introduce yourselves, and also talk about your roles in VXI. Let's start off with Marissa.
1: All right. Hi, Jamie. Hi, everybody. My name is Marissa, and I started my career in the BPO industry around. 10 years ago, I started as an agent and then I became a product trainer. And then after that, I became a training supervisor. And now I am very happy because I am part of VXI's talent acquisition department.
0: You're really the right person to talk to about our topic for today. And with you, Bea is joining us as well to share her expertise. So, Bea, what about you? Uh, Introduce yourself to our viewers and listeners and also talk about your role in VXI.
2: Hi, everyone. I'm Bea and I'm from the Talent Acquisition Department's LEAP team, uh, which stands for LEAP Advancement Program. And I've been their trainer for like more than one year already. And I'm so glad to be in this
0: podcast. And we're so happy to have you as well. Great energy ladies. And aside from that, I know that we're going to learn so much from both of you with your extensive experience in the BPO industry, especially talent acquisition. I know you can share so much information with aspiring applicants out there. So let's start off our topic for today with this question. Have you yourself ever experienced being rejected several times? And if so, what did you do to change that situation? Let's start with you, Marissa.
1: All right. Yes, I have. I still remember before joining VXI, I experienced this. And I could say that it's never easy to go through that. So I did two things. The first that I did was every time I received a regret message or a rejection for application, I made sure to ask why. But of course, great care was taken so that my inquiry didn't sound aggressive or didn't sound combative. I made sure that I sounded polite uh, when asking for feedback. So through the feedback that I got from the interviewers, I started to learn what they were looking for. You know, I started to learn what still needs to be added onto my resume. I also started to know what I still need to develop in myself so there, that's what I did. It was very useful for me. The second thing that I did was I read a lot of uh, quotations, you know, sayings. I read books. I also watched movies, which were all related to resilience and persistence and perseverance, because it's not easy to go through rejection several times. So rejection one after another could be very demotivating and the feeling of inadequacy could easily creep in. It was tough uh, to keep on going. That's why I needed some pick-me-up lines. Uh, But you know what? I really think that what matters whenever we go through something like that is what we do when we fail. So there, there's this saying, try and try until you succeed. And it's very cliche, right? But It's still true and it's very effective as well because when we want to achieve something,
0: what matters is what we do when we stumble. I love that. What matters is what we do when we stumble, what we do after we fail. No way but up after that, especially if you continuously seek to improve yourself. It's new to me. I'm going to bear that in mind, Marissa. I can ask why in a constructive way. So I'll make sure to remember that for next time. What about you, Bea? Have you ever gone through a situation where you keep getting rejected? And if so, what did you do to change that situation?
2: Yes, like who does not, right? And I think it's pretty much normal for us to have rejection here. But I always think back then that even though it's really hard and it really hurts, um, I always think that this always opens to new opportunities. So what I did back then uh, to change the situation is that I tried to be honest during my interviews. uh, Just like what Marissa said, I also tried to ask for feedback and collect them. And then I tried to apply that during my interview. And I tried to make my resume simple, direct to the point, and related to the role that I want.
0: Okay. You've already mentioned what makes a good resume stand out. Now let's dissect that first. What are the elements of a good resume in the first place? You mentioned it has to be simple. It has to be to the point. It has to relate to the job you're applying for. So since our topic for today, will really aim to help our listeners and viewers out there to create that great resume to submit. Let's start with the elements of a good resume. Marissa? Whenever I'm reviewing a resume, um, there are four elements that I
1: look for. The first one is educational attainment or educational background, because many job vacancies have specific educational attainment requirements. And then the second element that I look for is relevant experience. And when I say relevant experience, this should include not only the description of responsibilities or the tasks in previous roles, it should list down also all of the successes, notable outcomes and contributions, because that's a good way to promote or to show your edge. The third one that I usually look for is the list of skills. So one must consider the skills that um, he or she possesses that make him or her uniquely qualified for the position. And then it should be listed down or enumerated on the resume. It's a good way to distinguish oneself from other competitors. Uh, The fourth one is to indicate the contact details. Uh, I just want to share with you that recently, I received a resume and there was no contact detail at all. There was no email address, there was no phone number. And I wanted to contact the applicant, but I couldn't. So please do not forget to indicate the contact details.
0: Thank you for sharing the four elements of a good resume for you, Marissa. And that last one, yes, I echo that. Make sure you have your updated email address and phone numbers as a part of the resume as well, because like Marissa experienced, she couldn't reach out to that applicant anymore because there was no information shared with regard to that. What about you, Bea? What are the elements of a good resume for you?
2: Well, for me, I think the overall format is like one of the greatest elements of a good resume here. Because we have to remember that we are not just the applicant applying to the company. Therefore, sometimes there could be like interviewers who are really tired to read a lot of resumes here. So to save the interviewers time here and to also help them as well. I think our resume should have a really good format, like easy to read format. You know, you don't have to squint your eyes just to see that small letters on that resume. And of course you have to make sure that it's not also exaggerated where you have to section every resume papers for just your skills or maybe your educational background here. And so at some point, I think using the basic like, for example, the color black font or maybe the size 12 font here would definitely be helpful or an advantage for them so that our interviewers would be able to read it. And I think highlighting their strengths and also trying to input what's really related for the role can definitely make their resume here stand out.
0: Great. So it should be organized and really pragmatic tips. They're practical tips. Try to use black. It's clear and it's easy to read and also make sure that it's at least 12. Don't make it too massive because it's not a PowerPoint presentation, right? Maya. But yeah, thank you for sharing those practical tips. Now that we've discussed the elements of a good resume, let's talk about how one can create a standout resume. What are the things that an applicant should keep in mind now that they know what they should include? What will make it stand out further? Marissa? One should keep in mind that a
1: resume represents the applicant. So the details should be organized and easy on the eyes, just like what was mentioned by Bea. Applicant should also be truthful with the information in the resume because the details will be validated by the interviewers or recruiters. So if there's a salient detail which was missed or was not indicated on the resume, an interviewer will inevitably think, why was the detail reducted? So be sure to put truthful and complete details on the resume. Another advice here is to proofread the resume for proper grammar and orthography because I believe these areas say volumes about the one presented in the resume. So if a resume has, let's say, a lot of ungrammatical statements and then that could be detrimental to the application, you know what, if the resume is supposed to be prepared, impromptu, like it's an impromptu requirement. Then I think we could be lenient, you know, we could be complacent with it. But that's not the case. Uh, usually we have time to prepare, right? So the resume should not look like it was haphazardly created. So excellent sentence construction, capitalization, and proper punctuations
0: would help a resume stand out. True. True, because it also shows how interested you are in the job and how you really made sure to put all the details there and really take time to share more of yourself through this application process. We have to remember that this is your first point of contact with a recruitment team and it has to represent you and your interest in the job. I love that you also said, Marissa, that it has to be truthful as well, because as you go along the recruitment process, the truth will always be transparent. It will always come out through the interviews you'll have. Now, what about you, Baya? What should an applicant bear in mind to have a standout resume? Just going to add, uh, so let's just keep in mind
2: that the uh, resume uh, is a French word, meaning to sum it up. So please do not make our resume like a diary where you... Input everything that you have done or maybe a slam book where you put your whole profile to it. So those things actually does not relate to the role anymore. So now there's going to be this question, like, what should I put on my resume? Just like what Marissa said earlier, we have to remember that our resume represents us. Okay, So meaning, don't just go on the internet and just search for uh, some skills uh, because at some point, that's not even you anymore. So therefore, we actually have to do some self-realization first. Like, is this resume really me? Or maybe we can think about, am I really applying for the right job that will make me
0: happy? Great questions to ask. Thank you so much, Bea, for sharing that. And since we've been talking about what to include on a resume, what details to share, what elements to bear in mind, what's your take on this perennial dilemma for applicants out there? Is it okay or not to have more than one page for your resume? What do you think, Marissa?
1: Yeah, that question, right? You know what? When I was creating my own resume, It also bugged me, like, you know, should this be one page only or what? And then I made a decision. My take on it is that it's okay to have more than one page because, I mean, what if somebody really has an extensive educational background or maybe extensive professional background and couldn't fit everything on one page? So I think I'm okay with how you know with the number of pages whether it's just one page or two pages or more i'm not strict with that i'm not critical with it but more than the number of pages i think we should shift our focus on the conciseness and
0: relevance of the content good points marissa make sure it's concise and make sure it's relevant to how you represent yourself and the job you're applying for as well bea what do you think Keep it to one page or go beyond one page? What's your take on this? Same, same.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I have the same thoughts as Marissa here. It doesn't really matter how many pages is it uh, because just like what Marissa said, right? What if that person has like an extensive background already? So for me, as long as it's readable, as long as they have highlighted their strengths and uh, put it on the front page here, then that's okay for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Shift the focus. It's not the length of the resume, it's how concise it is, it's how organized it is, and it's how relevant it is to the company you're applying for, the job you're applying for. Great tips, Marissa and Bea. Now, a killer resume, top notch job interview skills, and your professional demeanor to bear in mind. And soon enough, you're on your way to landing that dream job of yours. Thank you once again for your insights, Marissa and Bea. Now, we've talked about these things without taking into consideration the new normal that we have for the application setup that we often instill and face these days because of the global pandemic. Now, what are your best tips for an aspiring applicant to get hired with this new normal in mind? Marissa?
1: For the new normal setup where almost everything is done online or over the phone, my advice for our applicants is to ensure that you are well-equipped for interviews and recruitment exams done through online platforms. Like having devices such as phone, laptop, desktop, headsets, and access to high-speed internet connections would prove extremely helpful, you know, extremely useful in our new normal setup, um, especially if the position that the applicant is eyeing for is a work from home setup. Uh, those devices will be really necessary. The equipment it will be very helpful. Also to ensure uh, another thing is that they need to ensure that the lines for communication is are open and that they are available to answer their phones, uh, most of the time, because they cannot be hired if we could not contact them at all. Another thing that would be really helpful uh, for our applicants is to be familiar with health protocols, because there are health requirements. Like even before the pandemic, we already had the medical assessments as part of our process of recruitment. So nowadays, I could say that the medical requirements are more stringent than
0: before. So research as well, be aware of these requirements already as you start the application process. And again, a practical tip there, make sure we can reach you because we can't hire you if we can't Talk to you. So, thank you for sharing that, Marissa. I also think it's important for them to have the right equipment at home, as you mentioned, because especially if they're applying for a work from home setup, it's already an evaluation of whether they can do the job or not, if they're able to stay connected during that interview. Bea, do you have anything else to add in terms of tips for applicants in the new normal setup? Yeah, I just also want to share that I
2: have also applied in the new setup here. So I think being in an area or a quiet room where you can do your interview would be better. Uh, So in order for you to understand the interview questions, you can think clearly. Because in my case here, um, I've also experienced uh, being in a room with my family, fam. (laughs) with my family here that while I was actually doing an, uh, an interview here and it was really chaotic back then. So if I were you, you have to choose a room that is really quiet to do your interview so you can do your professional mode here and then try to also get a really good internet connection okay and if you are doing uh, like an interview online but you are actually going on site here i guess i think it would be much better if you can prepare your applications even your equipment like the laptop the viber the telegram so that your uh, in case that uh, some events happened here the interviewers would know where to reach you
0: Okay. Make sure the applications are ready. Make sure you have your equipment set up. And again, great tip, make sure that the environment is conducive to an interview. So you yourself can focus and your interviewer can also hear you and your answers well. And now that we're talking about you as an interviewer here, Marissa and Bea, let's talk about what would be essential to making that good connection. So with so many individuals out there or applicants out there who are applying for the same position, how can an applicant make a, leave a good impression on a recruiter? And also how can an applicant make a good connection with you as a recruiter? What are your tips for this, Marissa?
1: You know what? I agree with you. There really are a lot of applicants and a job application is always a competition, Right? So during a job interview, I would like to advise our applicants to uh, demonstrate their edge by making sure that they are engaged in the conversation. Yep, uh, they, uh, it's better if they could give their full attention to the recruiter. And if done face to face or through video conference, it might be very helpful if the applicant could slightly lean forward because. Uh, that is a gesture that shows enthusiasm. If done over the phone, since we cannot convey our interest through body language, then show it through your tone of voice. So the tone of voice should be energetic because energy is usually translated to enthusiasm. And when we say something during an interview, when we answer a question, then answer with conviction. Because answers which were delivered with strong conviction usually sound confident and sound persuasive. And if I think you know what I'm talking about, if an applicant sounds half hearted and lukewarm during the application, it is, you know, it's not good for the interview, for the applicant. I also want to mention that for phone interviews, it's really advisable that the applicant should proceed to a conducive spot where the applicant and the interviewer could hear one another without any constraints. Because this act will emphasize the interest and it will also show the recruiter
0: that the interview is important to you. I love that. So make sure that the environment, once again, is conducive to both the interviewee and interviewers so you can show that you are professional and you are really interested in the job and make sure your tone of voice is on point. Be enthusiastic, be engaged in the conversation. Thank you for sharing, Marissa. Do you have any tips, Bea? Do you have anything else to add? Like if you were the interviewer, How can an applicant like me make a good connection with you? What are your tips for them?
2: Well, I think for me, one can make a like a good impression if they still present themselves like they are in a face-to-face interview, meaning they are dressed up nicely and their camera is turned on if this is like a video call. Because this can leave an impression to our interviewers that really put effort and time to prepare for our interview because we are really interested to it. Other than that, doing a research about the company, about the role can definitely give like a really good impression because at some point already educating yourself with regards to the company itself, that means that uh, you are really interested on the role that you really wanted here. So other than that, I think if you do not like the role itself, I think what you can just do here is to look out for the role, try to self-assess again, just like what I said with creating a resume here so that it can definitely leave a very good impression to our interviewers.
0: I love that. That's, again, another great tip. Know more about the company. Know more about the vision and the mission. And also make sure it aligns with your mission and vision because through the interview, your interviewers will find out if you are applying for the right job and if you're being truthful in wanting that job. Thank you, Bea and Marissa. Now, zooming in on your interview process as recruiters, what's the most commonly asked job interview question for you? And how do you suggest applicants answer it? Let's start off with Marissa. All right. Well, for me,
1: the first question that I usually ask is, tell me about yourself. Yeah, I know it's very common. It's a typical interview question. Um, but, you know, it's a great way to start because it's a good spring for conversations. My advice for applicants is that when you receive that question, you should take that opportunity to shine and to bolster your eligibility for the position because some applicants don't advantage of that opportunity. And what they do is they merely state their name, their age, their address, and then stop there. But then that's not enough because it's such a great opportunity to promote your eligibility for the position. So a better option is to continue. And after stating the basic or personal information, state why you fit the job description, state your strengths. And then state your intention or your career goals after getting hired. Because adding these details provide depth and content to the answers. And, um, I also, oh, one more reminder. If you will mention your strengths, if you will mention something about yourself, please make sure that you can support. You can support because there, there's, there are usually follow up questions after tell me about yourself. Now, from the answers, we get the follow-up questions. So be sure that we support our answers.
0: I love that. So again, it goes back to what you said earlier, Marissa. Make sure that what you include in your resume is truthful. It's genuine. And it will show during the interview process, whether you're being genuine and truthful in the interview. Anyway, Bea, what about you? So for Marissa, it's tell me more about yourself. And she shared great tips on how to answer this question. What's your most commonly asked job interview question during your process and how should they answer it?
2: Mm -hmm. I think there's like a lot, but I guess if I were the applicant or If I were me back then, I would definitely choose where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah. Back then, I was really having a hard time with that question because it's like really long, right? You have to make a decision for like a question that can take for five years already. Yeah, So I think what I learned about then is that they are checking your commitment to it. So just like I said, you have to know what you really wanted for this one, because at some point the company is also checking if you can invest uh, with them as much as they invest on you. Right. So I think with this one, in order for them to uh, answer this, uh, what they can do is to just relate their future or relate their future plans to the same rule.
0: Great, great tip again. And again, it's related to what Marissa said share your career goal. Even during that first question, make sure you share your intentions and where you see yourself. So thank you. Great questions to bear in mind and for our listeners out there to remember. Now they have tips on how they can answer this and wow their recruiters. Now, throughout this episode, we've been talking about what they should include in the resume, what they should say in the interviews. But with the new normal setup that we have for the application process, which is via the phone, via virtual interviews, what is that one thing that our applicants should never say during their conversations with recruiters? Marissa? All right, the big no-nos, right? Off the top of my
1: head, what I can say is that applicants should not mention any expletives or pejoratives during the interview. I mean, be it face-to-face, or video conferencing, or over the phone, those should be avoided. Because during interviews, our applicants are expected to demonstrate professionalism and propriety all throughout the conversation. The tone of voice is also something that we have to keep in check, eh? like sarcasm and a condescending tone coming from either the applicant or the recruiter would be something
0: that should be avoided. I love that you're also including yourself and your team in the process. You know, sarcasm is to be avoided, not only for the applicants, but also the talent acquisition team. Thank you for sharing that. Own a voice, again, is important. Show professionalism. And what about you, Bea? What should they avoid saying during an interview with the recruiters?
2: Well, for me, don't say or avoid saying that you're not interested in the job. <laughs> So we have encountered like lots of applicants that will say, I'm not really interested in this job. My friends just asked me to apply or sometimes my parents ask me to apply to this company. Right. So if that is the truth, the solution is to just apply for a position that you like or at least suits your interests just like we said earlier right your resume represents you and they're going to ask like lots of questions about your commitments and stuff so you have to be really prepared for that one
0: Mm -hmm. So please don't say you're not interested in the job. And in the first place, find out if that job is for you during the beginning of the application process, because that's what recruiters are there for. They will find out the truth and they will be able to assess and evaluate whether you're right for the post. And if that's not for you, then find another position that would be great for you. What's amazing about VXI is there are so many departments that you can choose from, and you can still really exhibit your passion in this company. Now, regardless of of the industry, our topic for today is so essential because job interviews continue to play a crucial role in helping one secure a new career. The ongoing pandemic has paved the way for us to find new ways to cope and new ways to do this. Now we do it virtually or via the phone. And so applicants must always be able to adapt to the changing times. A big thank you once again to our experts for today, Bea and Marissa, for sharing their knowledge, their tips and expertise with our viewers and listeners for today's episode. Before we wrap up our episode for today, Marissa and Bea, would you like to share parting words for all the listeners and viewers out there and the aspiring applicants who want to work for BXI or any other company out there? Let's start off with you, Marissa.
1: All right. um, Here's what I could say to all of our job seekers out there. If you're looking for a job, VXI is a great BPO company where you can build your career. So please put VXI at the top of your list.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. And I can echo that because I've interviewed so many individuals from VXI and all of them are happy. So remember what Marissa said, make sure it's number one on the list and you'll find that this is a great home for you to pursue your career. What about you, Bea? Any words to share before we wrap up for today?
2: Well, I only can say to just please do your research and also just be yourself and that VXI is definitely one of the greatest company that I've worked for. Yeah, so they always have this uh, motto, passion for people, right? And I think they have helped a lot of people to achieve their dreams. So if I were you, come and join us. <laughs>
0: You heard her. You heard Marissa as well. Put it at the top of your list. Come and join VXI Philippines. This is a great company where you can start your career. And if you want to know about the career opportunities, check out Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok at VXIPH. You can find it below. Once again, it is simply VXIPH. And also send in your resume at this email address. It is careers p h at v x i. Com. Don't forget, by the way, as Marissa and Bea shared earlier, to keep your lines open so you won't miss out a call from one of our recruiters. Now, candidates with or without BPO experience are very much welcome to apply, provided they are a graduate of at least high school old curriculum or senior high school with good English communication skills. We've reached the end of our episode for today. So a big thank you for joining, for listening and for engaging with us. And as mentioned at the onset of our episode, we'll be giving away a premium VXI merchandise set. This gift set contains a power bank, flash drive, and a VXI pen. All you have to do is share this episode with a hashtag, hashtag VXI conversations, share it with your Facebook friends, and make sure to indicate your favorite part of this episode. So once again, make sure to share this with your Facebook friends. Make sure to use the hashtag, hashtag VXIConversations, and make sure to indicate your favorite part of this episode. And if you do that, you might be one of the five lucky winners who will be contacted by our team on how you can claim your prize. Now, we still have a lot of topics to explore in the next few episodes. So thank you once again for joining us. Until the next one, this is your host, Jamie Fournier, signing off. Take care, everybody. You just listened to VXI Conversations Season 2. To know more about VXI Philippines, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. Hope to catch you on the next episode.